What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J-Red Show. The Buffalo Bills fall to the Tennessee Titans by a score of 34-31. to Josh Allen was 35-47, 353 yards, 3 touchdowns, 1 interception. For Tennessee, Tannehill was 18-29, for 216 yards, 1 interception. But Derrick Henry is the star of the game with with 20 carries, 143 yards, and 3 touchdowns. This was the first time all year the defense looked bad. In the second half, they simply had no answers for Henry. It's a little disappointing that after they shut down Mahomes, they allowed Henry to run all over them like that. But I guess there's no shame in um, letting Derrick Henry run all over you. I mean, he is a freaking machine. He is probably, he's obviously the best running back in the NFL today. If he was around in the late 80s and the early 90s, when the NFL was more focused on um, running instead of passing, I'm sure he would break the records that Emmett Smith currently has. Or if he was around the 70s, he would have the records that O.J. Simpson has. Um, I, I think Leslie Frazier... Ha- um, I don't... Leslie Frazier's been a good coordinator for most of the season, but I kind of blame this loss on him. Um, he either froze or panicked in the heat of facing offensive... He either froze or panicked in the heat of facing an offense that was on fire. I did not see anything different tried on defense in the second half. Over and over, the Bills rushed four from the same defensive line alignment, and not once did Tannehill get touched. Hell, even the Jaguars the week before sacked Tannehill twice. If something's not working, change something. He is an enemy to me. Like, I'm not calling for Rex Ryan style cover zero all blitzes. Heck, I could swing out of Hen- to Henry in the flat versus that we'd score. But Fraser gets so conservative that a guy like Tannehill can just kill them by a thousand cuts. And it's strange. But, despite this loss, I'm still feeling good about the Bills. I mean, the, the game can't... Um, the Bills got into the red zone, trailing 34-31. They could have gone for the field goal and to try to set it to overtime, but instead, um, Josh Allen went for a quarterback sneak, but he slipped. Um, the Titans' defense blew past Dawkins. Got they got nowhere, and the Titans won the game. But the Buffalo. Bi- but this loss does not change the out my um input on this season. I still think from top to bottom the Buffalo Bills on paper are the best team in the NFL. <laughs> but as this game shows and as week 1 shows versus Pittsburgh you can't take any team for granted. Upsets happen all the time in this league. The Bills, even though they're the best team in the NFL, are not 100% guaranteed to go to the Super Bowl. 
But neither are the Ravens. Neither are the Buccaneers. Neither are the Rams. Neither are the Chargers. Neither are the Chiefs. Neither are any of the top teams in the league. As far as the chase for the number one seed is concerned, um, I still think the Bills. I'm will get. I still think the Bills are the favorites to get it because they have a weak division. But the only thing this loss really changes is if you are focused on the number one seed, you got some teams to root for on the bye week. On this bye week, Bills fans should be rooting for the Chiefs. To beat the Titans to make up for this loss and to restore credibility to um, the Bills win over the Chiefs. Because even though the Chiefs beat the Washington football team, they don't look like a suitable contender. Something is wrong with them. And you, they also need the Bengals to beat the Ravens, who are currently have the number one seed at 5-1. and one, And... But of course, if the Bengals win, they'll be also be five and two, which will be the Bills' record if they beat the Dolphins on Halloween. Even though um, the Bills, I still think are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I do want um, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to go out and put the finishing touches on this team. They should try to grab some guys off the real bad teams. Particular, a running back and a cornerback. Maybe an interior offensive line. But anyone who's concerned about this loss and think that the Bills are no longer the top dog in the NFL, don't worry, because every other team has their flaws, especially in the AFC. The Baltimore Ravens currently are at the number one seed at 5 and 1 they needed a miracle field goal a miracle NFL record field goal to beat the winless Detroit Lions a field goal that should not have counted because the referees missed a delay game call the chargers got blown out by the ravens The Titans, in my opinion, are not a good team. They, well, they have a great running back in Ryan Tannehill. And not Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry. They have a great running back in Derrick Henry. But the rest of the team is pretty mediocre. This is not 1995. A great running back is isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. A great quarterback will. And that's what the Bills have had Josh Allen. The offense did their job. They got 31 points. And they outgained the Titans. It's just Josh Allen slipped that cost them a game. I mean, I do question some of um, Brian Dable's decisions. It's like they really should have focused more on passing the ball. But the run game does need to be improved. So I'm hoping the Bills can go out and get a running back. But overall, I think the Bills are in a good spot to hopefully win the Super Bowl. But now they go on to a much-needed bye week because Dawson Knox is out with an injury. 
and they need two weeks to recover from this loss. Well, that's what happened to last year. The Bills suffered a heartbreak in last year before the bye week. The Bills um, suffered a heartbreaking loss to the um, Arizona Cardinals on the infamous Hale Murray. And then after they come out of the bye week, they ran the table and did not lose the game until the AFC Championship game. And I'm hoping this year they can do the same, except go all the way to the Super Bowl. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRedShow. Now on to the 3-0 undefeated Buffalo Sabres. Who saw that coming? The Buffalo Sabres got their third victory of the season by defeating the Vancouver Canucks 4-2. Kyle Poso got two goals, the first, which is his 200th and 201st of his career. And these Sabres look good. Now, just like we don't want to overreact negatively to the Bills' loss to the Titans, we don't want to overreact positively to the Sabres. Because two years ago, the Sabres started 9-2-1 before the season fell apart. And then the year before that, they had a 10-game win streak before the Sabres, uh, before the season fell apart. So it's too early to say that the Sabres are good, but they're hot right now. Although, unlike those two hot streaks, those the 10-game win streak and the 9-2-1 start, they are outplaying their opponents. They are getting great. They're getting more chances. They're getting good goaltending. I've had very little to complain about. Realistically, I do expect the Sabres to come back to earth and be about a 70-point team. And, But if they keep playing like this, I think this should hopefully start to win fans back. At the very least, the Buffalo Sabres are watchable. Last year... When they went on that 18-game losing streak, I stopped watching. Then when Don Granado took over, they became exciting. They weren't good in the last month of last season, but they were exciting. They started to play hockey the right way. Jeff Skinner got a goal, so I'm hoping that Granado finally fixed Skinner. And like I said... Realistically, I'm expecting the Sabres to come back to Earth, but you never know. Deep down, maybe we can expect a good year. Let's go back to 2005-2006. The Buffalo Sabres were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. They had a plus 6,000 odds to win the Stanley Cup 
the only team that had worse odds than them was the Washington Capitals. Nobody thought that team was going to be any good. Well, I can't say nobody, but not many people thought that team was going to be any good. But they ended up being one of the best teams in the league. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and in my opinion, if they didn't suffer so many injuries, they would have won the Stanley Cup. And the team they lost to, the Carolina Hurricanes, also had they had the exact same odds of winning the Stanley Cup that year, plus 6,000. Nobody predicted that the Hurricanes and the Sabres would be good that year, but voila. Who saw Vegas le a couple of years ago? Did, who, how many people predicted that Vegas would go to the Stanley Cup Finals? The Montreal Canadiens last year, who saw that coming? Not many people. And the Canadiens are off to a terrible start at 0-4. So that gives me a little bit of hope saying, you know, maybe the Sabres can come out of this okay. Realistically, realistically, I'm still not expecting much. But ultimately, it's going to come down to if they can get a good return for Jack Eichel. If... But overall, I really think the Sabres are heading in the right direction as a franchise. Don Granato has done a much better job coaching than Ralph Kruger, Phil Housley, and Dan Bilesma. It is night and day. The analytics department. Sam Ventura is... I really like what Sam Ventura has done in the analytics department. And they are starting to use it correctly. So for all the well-deserved complaints the Pagulas have gotten with this team, they gotten that right. To me, the last step is the Eichel trade. If Kevin Adams can get a good return on the Eichel trade, then the Pagulas got lucky. Then the Sabers should be good. The Pagulas got lucky again, just like they did with the Buffalo Bills with Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott. But if Kevin Adams screws this up, then he should be fired and replaced with an experienced president of hockey ops. But overall, I'm really liking what I see from the Sabres. And I'm hoping they can continue to make this year special. Especially considering this is Rick Jenner's last year. I mean, I... So what are your thoughts? Did the Sabres turn the corner? Hit me up on Twitter at JRedShow. On to baseball, the Atlanta Braves and the um, Houston Astros are both one game away from the World Series. The Bra today, the Braves beat the Astros nine two, and the Astros beat the Red Sox nine to one. Although, what's bothering me about this play MLB playoffs is the officiating. The Red Sox were saved by an obscure rule before a walk-off homer versus the Rays. A Red Sox runner was controversially called out at third after an amazing throw by the Rays. Laz Diaz blew a third strike call to start the Astros' route.
I mean, I'm already frustrated with NFL refs and NHL refs. I mean, NHL refs aren't as big. I mean, NFL refs are the worst. It was, For that, that Chiefs game, it was just bad call after bad call. They kept it, the refs kept it close for the Chiefs, but there were some times where they screwed over the Chiefs as well. Hockey refs haven't been as bad, but still, they are missing some pretty obvious calls. I'm watching these Sabres games, I'm like, come on. Laz Diaz has missed 21 ball strike calls, according to ESPN Stats Info. That is the most of any umpire this offseason. It's like, I can forgive a mistake every now and then, as I know referees are human. But come on. When you screw up that many times, you got you should not be doing the job. With all the technology, the VAR, and the replays, there is just no excuse for refs and umps to get it wrong time and time again. The problem isn't always the referees themselves. It's the rules. The rules are just too vague and there's too many judgment calls. Referees and umpires have no idea what to call or not to call because everyone's judgment differs. But of course, Red Sox fans shouldn't blame umps for why their team is in trouble. The Red Sox blew out the Astros in Games 2 and Games 3 and had full control of this series. But then Alex Cora pulled Nate Ivedel with two outs in the ninth inning. Why did Alex Cora punt his best chance to get his all-world offense there down just 3-2? Um, it is already a forgotten detail from Game 4. That Sox lineup is going 0-9 with runners in square position, straight in 11. That's the immediate rebuttal from to, to the Evola strikeout. As for this idea, using the presumed Game 6 starter of Volley in relief is a grand debate. Classic results driven him second-guessing. This is Cora's October to go to. The logic is likely going to... Um, is it? The logic likely is that if it leaves Preveda more available to relief, which at least makes sense, even if Boston is using pitch, six pitches as the same as Houston did. The Dodgers are also in trouble. If it wasn't for a Bellinger three-run home run at the bottom of the eighth inning in Game 3 and then a Betts double, this series would have been over, the Dodgers would have been swept, and the Braves would have been on the way to the World Series. And just like the um, Red Sox with Al's Cora, Dave Roberts is making questionable pitching changes against the he knew there could be a cost to having Max Schwarzer close Game 5. The Dodgers were heavily criticized for their improvisational approach in Game 2. After scoring twice in the 7th inning and to take a lead, they needed 9 outs to tie the series one game apiece. They had a quality. Uh, they had 5 quality arms. Phil Bickford, Justin Briel, Soto Grichol, and the 7th man break trailing and closes Kenley Jensen. Left of the bullpen. Roberts called the best he has taken in the postseason. With the bottom of the third, Atlanta's order due up at the seventh, the logical course would have been a hundred mile per hour throwing gutshole in the seventh. 
Trenton against the top of the order in the eighth, and Jetson in the ninth. Trenton pitched the seventh and needed nine pitches to retire three batters. But instead of leaving the right-hander for the eighth, Roberts handed the ball to Ares, who threw 59 pitches in the game five against the Giants. Cortell started the ninth to give up the leadoff single and two ground outs. The second advance in dance base Swanson to second base. Jetson entered his first pitch and smashed the center field. Roberts was asked Monday how he could respond to the construction built over several Octobers. He said that's something they had to deal with every year. So, questionable uh, management decisions have um, the Dodgers and the Red Sox on the brink of elimination. What are your thoughts here on Twitter at JRedShow? On to the NBA. Um, the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks defeat the Brooklyn Nets by a score of 127-104. to 104. And the Warriors defeat the Lakers 121 to 114. So right off the bat, the Nets and the Lakers, who are arguably the, the top two favorites to win the NBA championship, are 0 and 1. Although the Lakers stars showed up, J- LeBron James had 34 points, Anthony Davis had 33 points. I was concerned about LeBron. Um, he suffered a gruesome injury last year, and he is getting older. But he showed that he still has plenty left in the tank. Russell Westbrook didn't have his good game. Um, he had an eighteen. He had eight points and a minus twenty-three in the box scored. They need to make life easier for on him, and he needs to figure out how to play alongside LeBron James and Anthony Davis for the Bucks and the Nets. Um, Jordan Noir had a great game. Bucks fans were wondering what usage he would be. Tonight, last day, they saw a glimpse of it. He finished with 15 points and 26 rebounds. Going around the league, um, the New York Knicks defeat the Boston Celtics 138-134 to in double overtime. I expect the Knicks to take a step back because the East is a little bit tougher, but I still think they'll have a good year. I think they'll be in the play-in tournament, and I don't think last year was a fluke. They need the top stars like R.J. Barrett and Miles McBride to um, step up. <clears throat> For the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they got some exciting new players like Joel Embiid. But I think Sixers fans should be less optimistic about this season than they have in five years. I kind of expect this to be a transition of sorts. I'd be shocked if Simmons played and I would be surprised if the help from Simmons trade arrives soon. The future is bright, but teams with young point guards usually struggles. As much as I love Maxi, he's the scorer. He doesn't really understand how to run the team. He doesn't really understand how to run the team, at least not yet. This team has enough talent in other areas, so they definitely won't be terrible. But I'd be pleasantly surprised if this is a fifty-win team. On to soccer, um, Manchester. Uh, Manchester United overcame a two nothing. Fa- Manchester United took on um, Atlanta. Atlanta had a two nothing lead, but Manchester overcame the deficit to win three two. Cristiano Ronaldo got the game winning goal, and Ronaldo and Messi are gems to watch, especially Ronaldo. He has um, he's arguably the best soccer player that's ever played. I mean. 
One problem with soccer is it's hard to keep track of goals. So unlike basketball, you cannot keep track of um, like 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 was was we keep track of LeBron if he closes in on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Can't do that in soccer. Well, you can, can keep you can sort of, but not every goal counts. There's different formats, but still, Ronaldo's been a huge gem to watch. He scored another legendary goal of his career to help United beat Atlanta. But he does bring up some defensive problems. United finished last season second in the Premier League in goals scored, but they're but sixth in shots, fifth in non-penalty, and a whopping ninth in XG per shot. Those numbers don't suggest United's problem was a lack of ruthless finishers. Quite the contrary. It tells you that the problem would be able to create good shots. And Ronaldo does not solve this problem. If you create chances, he is probably the best in the world at putting them in the net. But those chances still need to be created. So what does Ronaldo do when he's not finishing chances? These days, the answer is not much else. Ronaldo returned, got off to a sensational start, of course. He scored twice in the 4-1 win over Newcastle. There was a good win for United, but there were some warning signs. United had to deal with the exact same issues 13 years ago. The current team may have a player mold in Park, but players like Rashford and Greenwood and Social may have attacking talent that Rooney and Telvis have. But coaching has been um, a bigger problem for Manchester United. Solskjaer is not creating the right plays and is not giving Ronaldo the chances he needs to get the um, to get more goals, and he hasn't been set up the defense right. What are your thoughts? Hit me on Twitter at JRed Show. Lionel Messi and Paris Saint Germain got a three-two win over Leipzig. Messi got two goals, but. Well, it was a real ugly win for um, PSG. I mean, even though they won, they were badly outshot, they were badly outplayed, and they need to make some adjustments. What are your thoughts on sports? Hit me on Twitter at Jared Show, and I will see you later.